Can you hear me? I can't hear anything in my headphones. I can hear you. You can hear me? Hmm? Can I you can't hear, hear me? No. Oh my god, Travis. Oh, wait, now? <laughs> Hello? Yeah, now I can. How hard is it for you to uh, troubleshoot this before we show up? <laughs> uh, it's easy for me to edit that part out. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, uh, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Oh. I'm really excited to be back here. Uh, and today we have Migsy Pensanel with Yay. us. How are you uh, today? I'm good. I'm good. Migsy is a founding member of the 1491s, which we have discussed. Check them out on Facebook. Yes. Uh, they're awesome and hilarious and uh, relevant right now, I feel like, in a lot of ways. Uh, do you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Not for long, though, probably. Not for long. No. <laughs> they're, I mean, they're totally a flash in the plan, so hit it, <laughs> yeah. hit it while you can. Uh, and then uh, he also is a film buff. He's written reviews nice. for publications, movies. He was a Sundance fellow, screenwriter, filmmaker, uh, and a person whose opinion both Travis and I uh, trust and respect when it comes to movies, and that is why he is here today. Because what are we talking about? Talking about the Nolan Batman films. Fuck. Yes, the trilogy. Um, so what did we do? What we did was we went the day after the election of uh, President-elect Trump. We went. <laughs> <laughs> we went to the Roxy Theater, uh, downtown Missoula. They are located at 718 South Higgins Avenue. Uh, their phone number, 406-728-2881. Uh, hit them up for tickets, packages. You can be a member of the Roxy Theater. Uh, it is an independent theater that also shows uh, you know, the blockbusters now. Um, it's the yes. best place. It's run by the best people. And they were kind <laughs> enough to let us... Watch all three Batman movies before they opened on November 9th. And it was a long fucking day. Yeah. But it was worth it. Uh, it was the only way to spend that day. Who are we? What? What are we? Jamie. And Travis. Present. present. Oh, it's so lackluster. Well, when you interrupt... First of all, you knew you had to do it in front of somebody. You know you had to do it in front of somebody eventually. Yeah, I will do it in front of somebody, but I was rolling and then just fucking all of my momentum is gone. So this episode is brought to us by the Roxy. Yes. Good job. Yeah. You really, you really nailed it. Um. Anyway. You're so grumpy <laughs> about that. Well, it's like when I'm trying to be pro and you. I don't know. It's a give and take. It's a give and take. Every uh, relationship is a give but and yeah, take. We. I don't know. Why did you? Why did we do this? Why did we pick these movies? <clears throat> Uh, well, we picked them because all three of us like them. A. But do we just like them? Why don't we go around the room and talk about why we picked them? Well, for me, I thought it was... I like the Batman flicks, the the Nolan Batman films, because um, I feel like... um, they, they were they were things that you got to see Nolan throughout like the you know first decade of the two, of the two thousands do a movie that he really wanted to do and then like a big blockbuster Batman so then the next thing he could do is another movie that he really wanted to do and then and then those movies that he really wanted to do kept getting bigger so you'd have Batman Begins and then you have the Prestige and then you have oh, wow, uh, the Dark right. Knight yeah. and then you have uh, Inception. 
and then you have The Dark Knight Rises, and then you get Interstellar after that. So like you I, you get to see a filmmaker like grow over the course of you know a very short amount of time yeah. with really a lot of money to play with yeah and I think what we'll talk about today is you actually get to see how much better um, I know that you know Dark Knight Rises gets a lot of flack because of I don't know different plot holes and things like that but um, I think it's an actually better movie to watch than Batman Begins I think and so rewatching it yeah. this uh, last week was. Was eye-opening that way. That was super interesting to me. <laughs> I am obsessed with these movies. Dark Knight Rises, I think, is the best comic book movie I've ever seen. And the reason I liked the whole series was because they... It was like the first cynical superhero movie that I can remember. You know? It was... I mean, people say, like, dark and gritty. But uh, some of the previous <laughs> Batmans, I think, were attempting to be dark and gritty. Oh, they're silly. But it's it's cynical. Like, it's... There are no heroes, really. Uh, which is kind of what the whole Batman thing is, and I thought this was the first time it was done. Uh, and it was awesome. But yeah, The Batman Begins is... Fine. It's fine, and it's, but it's sort of goofy. Well, and it, as alone, when it, was, when it was the only movie of the trilogy... Yeah, not goofy. It was great. <laughs> yeah. It was great. But yes, as you move forward... There are a lot of ninjas in Batman Begins. There's a little bit of there's a little of the uh, Eastern mysticism uh, that is a little too much for me. It's, it's not as entertaining as say Bane. Well, I do. Yeah, I think so. And I think that you know um, one of the cool things about it though is you do spend a lot of time in that that sort of him you know searching for a path. Yeah. thing the first but you don't see Batman for the first half of the damn movie yeah. essentially it's and actually pretty impressive it's an hour yeah. Yeah. yeah it's an hour yeah uh, but I so I remember when I first saw it it was, came out in 2005 I think and I saw it down in like Universal City Florida or, or no uh, California um, like at the City Walk like on IMAX by myself in the middle of the day <laughs> and um, and I saw um the the train scene really blew me away because that those were the only bits that were like shot in IMAX and I thought that was really cool yeah. and there are things that you, you know we'll talk about that I didn't notice like all of the exposition people yelling exposition <laughs> through the whole thing well there's the but, dude whose only job is to tell you what's yeah. happening with the train I'm like we really uh. got the inner workings of Gotham's like water mains and how they work <laughs> like four or five times through the um, but um, one of the things I did like even narratively though I was really excited for something different in the Batman canon, uh, something new to come out, and it delivered that, I feel like, for the first half-ish, and then the second half, I was like, oh, it's it's gas over Gotham again. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's, I'm like, oh, this is just another villain threatening the city of Gotham. Yeah. Because yeah. um, I think that one of the interesting things about Batman as a character is that he has this rogues gallery that is always breaking out of Arkham, and is always just causing different kinds of trouble, and it's... Him having to, you know, juxtapose fighting one villain and then fighting the other and figuring out which one's more important. And sometimes they're connected and sometimes they're not. But So th it did that pretty well, but um, but in the end it was still gas over Gotham. And, yeah. You know, that was like the big threat. Yeah, his his no-kill rule. Batman, <laughs> Batman's no-kill rule is why there's, more, why there's movies, not just movie. That's true, right? He could have just fixed it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, and I know that everybody has a moment in action movies where you say, "Why didn't he just? Why didn't he just? Why, why didn't he just, just kill do, him? Why didn't he just kill him?" But and obviously then the narrative's gone. But uh, there's plenty of those moments with Batman because of this, the the uh, 
his his little rules. You know what I'll say though, because it is I agree with you. Uh, but it's easier for me to accept uh, Bruce Wayne not killing people than the recent uh, iteration of Daredevil. And the how on Netflix have you guys seen this? Yeah, mm-hmm. he is so fucking whiny and oh, righteous yeah. about his not killing anyone, and it ruins the whole show for me. It's not, it's, yeah. He's it's really shitty. I think he sucks. Uh, what do you think? Do you think <laughs> he sucks? Yeah, not as a character, as this guy on Netflix. He's such a weenie. Well, what's funny is that after I think. I really liked Daredevil when it, you know, when it was first on. I, I was sort of blown away. And I love that hallway fight scene, of course, that everybody mm-hmm. talked about, and that was with the Punisher. Um, no, no, no. The, in the first, the, oh, first, the season, first season, yeah, where the he just choreography, the fight choreography is unreal. Yeah, it's too, it's insane. But um, it's funny because after Jessica Jones and Luke Cage, I'm like, oh yeah, Daredevil's kind of a little bitch. Yes. <laughs> like, sort of whiny. You yes. know, so like Jessica Jones at the end of the first episode, she, you know, takes this thing where she's like I'm not gonna be fuck it I'm not gonna be a victim anymore I'm gonna stick I'm gonna ride this out yeah and I don't know that Daredevil ever really came to that place he's just always you know my city my it's city much, oh, so, so much like, pain oh. so much yeah. pain yeah, yeah. And you just wanna be like just do it no, just and, be a superhero and Luke Cage was amazing yeah that was yeah. great I can't, I can't, like, after watching Daredevil, after watching those two, then watching, then binge watching Luke Cage was like, oh, yeah, this is the way superheroes should behave. It was pretty (laughs) awesome. You should only have three episodes, if there's 15 episodes, you should only have three episodes where you're like, I don't want to be a superhero. Great. But then after that, you're in, commit. Yep. Agreed. Sorry, anyway. Uh, But yeah, so that that is the thing with with Batman. You're sort of like, come on, get over it. how uh, many? Uh, but it doesn't work when it happens. Like in the new, you know, when in Batman vs Superman, when he's straight just killing people. Right. I'm like, ah, that's it's, it's, weird. Re- it's disturbing as hell to watch. Also, a Zack Snyder problem. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, yeah that's true. Right. Yeah, I was not excited about it. I want to. I haven't. I haven't seen it a second time, and I'm sure I'll either. I'll either come around or I'll hate it even more. You're, you will watch two thirds of it a second time. No, Maybe. no, no, no. You'll watch about ten minutes and then realize, oh, because that's worse. what happened to me that's on so the airplane sad. yesterday. Oh, damn. I was on the airplane. It was, yeah, I straight up. I tried. I was like, all right, well, well, because I started watching the Big Short, on on, the, and I started getting depressed because I was like, oh, this is just I'm watching people profit off of like a lot of people that's losing so a lot of yeah. stuff, and I was like, it's it's done well, but I was like, ooh, never mind. I'm gonna watch something fluffy. I'm gonna watch Batman vs Superman. It was entertaining enough. Put it on about ten minutes in. I was like, "Oh yeah, that's why I don't watch this movie again." Oh, I was just done. Sad. Yeah, yeah, I don't like it. It's weird. It's so weird because <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I didn't read the books, so I just want the movie. I just. I just have the movie, and every time. <laughs> every time I think about that movie, of course, like I can quote my dad, who's like Batman versus Superman. Well, of course Superman's gonna win. It's like well, I don't think that's what the movie's about. I don't think that's what's going to happen. But then when you get into it, I was like, oh, some of this actually is about that. Oh, well, that's this is not fun for me. It's yeah. not fun for me to watch the two worlds like intermingle. Yeah, Dumb. it feels like fan fiction. Yeah. Oh, Zack Snyder is is fan fiction. That's yeah. what he does, basically. Oh, that's interesting. Oh, hmm. oh great. But, well, it's funny hmm. because uh, DC is taking. Am I? Am I? Lo- am I? Can you hear me? Um, I think DC's taken a header, right? DC's like got because of Zack Snyder, and I think um, the first, the Man of Steel movie, was a bit more restrained because yeah. it had you know Christopher Nolan was an executive producer, he had you know a little bit of oversight, um, and they had it had a couple of nice little moments, 
but it was still pretty much consistently loud all the way throughout yeah. the movie. And it was, you're just like, all right, man, action scene after action scene. But I could actually watch that movie again. Um, and then Batman vs. Superman, it was, it's one of those things where they were like, let's take what works or what we think worked, what people want to see, and let's just make it bigger, louder, flashier, and, and all that. And I think <sighs> it looks like, and I hope it's true, that like Wonder Woman is going to be good. The trailer's good. Yeah. Wonder Woman looks all right. It looks good. Um, but I think, you know, we come to expect a lot because of the Batman movies. They sort of changed the way that superhero flicks. I mean, the DC universe was, you know, foundering. And, and, um, and the at the time, there was nothing that DC was putting out that anybody was watching, I feel like. Do you, was the Man of Steel supposed to be like the Iron Man for DC? Was it supposed to launch... Because the DC universe on film and on TV is like pretty all over the place. Yeah. You know, is there like a, is there going to be like a can- canon, like the canonical, is it, I is it Ben Affleck as Batman? Yeah, I think oh, that's the start. Oh, fuck, that's yeah. the way to start. No, no, it's too bad. <laughs> it's so clumsy, too, it's ham-handed. Oh, totally. <laughs> also, you don't, I mean, I know the Avengers, okay, so in the Avengers, when they, the city, the city, when the city gets destroyed, mm-hmm. I hate scenes like that. Mm-hmm. I hate that shit. And Zack Snyder, it only fucking does that. Uh, but at least when they do that in the Avengers, now every other uh, Marvel property references that. Yeah, no, like, it, it had, was yeah. a big fucking yeah, it deal. had yes. literally earth shattering you know, consequences. But in that. like super, Batman versus Superman or whatever is that? Is it Superman versus Batman or Batman? Batman versus, versus Superman. You know that like it's alphabetical. Everything is destroyed. <laughs> Oh, everything! <laughs> yeah. Like literally, everything is on fire at one point. In that well, movie. and the, that's the end of uh, Man of Steel as well. Yeah, where I'm like, okay, wait, that one. Uh, that I love that movie, except for the last half of the movie is essentially a fight scene. Yeah, which is a little like uh, there's some, there's got to be a better way. There's got to be a better way to condense that into something more dramatic, as opposed they- to just I'm gonna throw you through a, through a building. And now I'm going to throw you through a building. Right. I'm going to now throw you through a building. Hey, look in the background. That ship went through a building. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Whoa, this is still going. Like, (laughs) this is still going. We saw it in the theater, too. And I always, because I'm weird and nerdy, carry earplugs. Because the theater at some point becomes like, this is just an onslaught. Yeah. There's no break. There's no break for, like, sound. And then visual is just, uh, so New York is getting destroyed. Yep. Forever. But we're not we're not going to talk about that. Like, there's never when's the, when is the forty thousand people died today? That's what happened. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. <laughs> well, like when when is the superhero movie? And it probably is. And I'll actually pose this as a question, not just when is it, but has it happened? When is the superhero that says, "Hey, we gotta we gotta take this fight to uh, Ohio. We gotta take this fight to a farm." Right. Because well, that's what you know. When you're talking about Marvel and the consequences thing, like that's what that's what all of those movies are about. They picked up a city and dropped it in Age of Ultron, and then Civil War is about like, all right, this, these guys need some oversight, and right. some people going like, we don't want oversight, and some people saying we do. So that's it's like the the ramifications of what they do persist throughout the entire series, totally. and you know the, it makes for better storytelling because then you get to in this in the face of this, you get to have people's ideals, who they really are as characters come out. Um, and I've always said that Marvel handles characters better, but and like Marvel has characters, but DC has icons. Yeah. And it's hard to make an icon believable as a character 
because you you are so used to you know imagine if it was just like a Tom Cruise movie he's sort of an icon of an actor but you're like I don't know if I want to spend day to day with this dude Um, so it's interesting because I think the going back the the Nolan films made you go oh these guys made these like iconic dude um, an actual character somebody that you can um, relate to somebody that you can watch and part of where that comes from is keeping the narrative really, really simple. The, so the first one, we talked about this thematically, is about fear. So Batman Begins is all about fear, fear, fear. Everybody's got something that relates to this overarching theme so that it's not this big, disconnected, flashy world that you're watching. You're watching everybody dealing with either how, uh, what is his name, the Falcone uses yeah. fear to intimidate how everybody is afraid of something or another, like Scarecrow. You know, Scarecrow uses that for to get to get ahead, um, and it's what Bruce Wayne for the first half to, half of the movie has to deal with is being afraid the entire thing. Um, and then when he finally gets over that, he's like, "All right, I'm going to use what I had as fear mm-hmm. and use that to like bust some heads." Yeah, and you're like, "Oh yeah," and that's like the hero shit. That's where you start getting like. It gets rousing because you're like, man, he's really for real trying to save people and bring down the mob and doing this like, and you know, then Ra's al Ghul comes in and it gets bigger and you know they have to really apply the principles back and forth. So it's this big thematic like, it's a really nice knot. It's right. jumbled really well. It's tied together. It looks like a nice braid, but it's um, but it's because it has this singular theme through the whole thing that you can have a million things going on and it's easy to follow. Um, and the new the new DC thing like the new you know the, doesn't have that at all um, like I don't know uh, what's his name I keep thinking of him as Mark Zuckerberg Zack so, Snyder no uh, <laughs> anyway Mark Zuckerberg wants Zod's body why does he want Zod's body so he can get I don't it's weird like in oh, the Batman got you <laughs> Lex, Lex, Lex Luthor <laughs> Mark Zuckerberg uh, well awesome. in that movie yeah. he is definitely that's, oh, a, yeah, that's a good is. model oh it's him yeah, yeah. The actor. It's yeah, that's Jesse. what I, I was like. Yeah, yeah, Jesse Eisenberg. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, he. Oh. So it is. Uh, Let's say you're correct. Yeah. It is Moving Mark forward. Yeah, that, that, that. Lex Luthor <laughs> drawing the biggest blank. Uh, so yeah, I think um, watching him, um, I, I'm like, what is his weird convoluted? Th- he wants to create Doomsday, but why? Yeah. Who, what is this problem? Not super clear. No, doesn't matter. And that's true. Like the with the with the. Batman Begins and all the Nolan Batman movies, they all have themes, sort right? Mm-hmm. And you say the first one is fear. And even if at the end of it you don't say, man, that was a good movie about fear. <laughs> yeah, right. That, you're right, it's like a nice tight braid. It has, you sort of know what it was about. Not like plot-wise, but just the theme being in there. At the end of it, it's satisfying that you can fit the aboutness of this movie in a box, kind of. Even if you can't explain it, like I'm doing right now, uh, it makes it better. Uh, when you uh, when you mentioned the first two, and then we were in the middle of the third one, and you mentioned the third theme, even I was like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, it makes sense. Oh, this so is so great. Yeah. Well, so what are the other themes? So the Let's first is fear. The second is chaos. So I think I read somewhere online that it's just chaos, but I would say it's chaos and faith. Like faith in humanity, and that's so the Dark Knight. That, yeah, that's Dark Knight, and the then one. the second one is the pain one. and overcoming that the pain. Third one like is. yeah, the, the Dark Knight Rises is the theme is pain and overcoming that pain. So the so. chaos thing, dark. So let's get to Dark Knight. 
Uh, <laughs> yeah. But no, we can't just skip over. We can't skip over Batman Begins. Yeah, we just talked about it. That was the whole movie. <laughs> now here's my problem with Batman Begins. Uh, they are in a train, and the dad is going through some. Or yeah, the dad is going through some massive amounts of exposition about Wayne Enterprises. The and, dad. Uh, Bruce when, he's, when Bruce Wayne's a kid. Uh, we need to yeah. be specific about what, when we say things. <laughs> nope. The dad. I'll get to it. The dad. Bruce Wayne's dad. Uh, Bruce looks at him and says, is that where you work? And he's 12 years old. Yeah. Yeah. In the show Gotham, he's already killing people. <laughs> or, 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 or making the righteous decision not to kill people. So... My favorite thing about all the Batman films is we have to always reference the parental death scene. What is your favorite parental death scene of the four parental death scenes that are not animated? Batman versus Superman, Gotham, Batman, and Batman what Begins. What happens in Batman versus Superman? It's oh, it's super Zack Snyder down. It like goes in and out of focus, like big, like super, su- like super close up. You know the pearls, the gun, and it's, yeah. And then he looks in slow motion, yell, and um, you know what's not my favorite. I, my recollection of the Tim <coughs> yeah scene is actually pretty similar to the Nolan scene. Am I wrong? No. Uh, yeah. No. The only thing that's different is the Tim Burton one is slow. It yeah, is yeah. so paced out. Like, but that scene. whole movie is so. Uh, that's just time period. Yeah, it, not that much happens. In <laughs> the for, in the first I mean, Tim Burton, I like the Tim Burton one. Love it, yeah. but no, it is a slow. Yeah. For like an hour and a half, there's not like there's two moments. Yeah, like two make two actual moments where you're like, oh, this is a, this is an action movie. Yeah. Otherwise, mm-hmm. it's a slow, it's a slow draw. But I like that one the best. But probably because I was like seven when yeah. I saw it. Yeah. yeah, I was like I was eight and and I was blown away. And we kicked ass. So. Yeah, I like that one too. Um, what I like the so the thing I like about that, well, especially the Tim Burton one, is that the first scene of the Tim Burton one is a callback to his parents' death. Like I was like, oh, are we watching this? This is the first thing you're gonna see is the parents' death, but it's not. It's Batman saving this family from the two yes. from the two people because there's a little family that goes down an alleyway. This annoying family that think they're the dad is like, oh, yeah. no, I know where we're going. And he takes him down a dark ass alley. <laughs> like, all right. Um, but that, so I was, but, so you get that scene essentially three times in that movie. There are a couple of flashbacks mm-hmm. and you, the first time you get it is not, it's just a throwback to it. Batman saves another family. Yes. Um, I think I like the, um, that one best for me, um, out of the four iterations we've talked about. I like that one best just because, um, in that one, it's the Joker that does it, that kills his family or whatever. But, um, there's this thing in the comics, this trope that in some of the comics where Batman imagines whatever villain he's chasing as the person that killed his parents so it's sort of you know, it's a throwback to those comics too and, yeah. and I was like oh it's it's interesting the more I learned about it the more as I as I grew up I obviously uh. didn't think this when I was eight I was just like cool Batman yeah. but but when you know growing up I was like oh that's a cool thing I was reading more Batman comics I'm like oh yeah oh, oh man Tim Burton's was a throwback it was a callback to this yes. and um, that was an interesting aspect to that and I just think it's um, beautifully done where he comes out of the light and he's like here he comes out of the dark and walks into the light and he's you know got the Jack Nicholson eyebrows essentially but he's all young and, and scary as hell yeah like that he that scared scary. me more than you know and I think the the clumsy thing that Batman Begins has is that it it doesn't um, 
it goes over that theme of fear. Like, it hits you over the head with it, like, constantly. And so the last thing that Thomas Wayne says in Batman Begins is, don't be afraid. And you're like, shut So bad. All right. It's so bad. Come on, man. Yeah, we're already, you know, and then, you know, so all through that thing you have, um, you know, Falcone being like, and people always fear what they don't understand. And Ra's al Ghul at one point, or, you know, Liam Neeson is like, what do you fear? As, like, Bruce Wayne's passing out. Yeah. And I'm like, Jesus, I get it. I yeah. get it. But it, you know. It's and it's only upon like rewatching that you realize like oh they really they, they instilled did. this thing yeah. over and over. It's almost like right. they filmed that that line, uh, "Don't be afraid," as if to use that later in a dream. Yeah. But they just left it into the death scene. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we'll just leave it in. Yeah. That was perfect. Never went back to it. Um. The uh uh shit. Oh, knowing that. Sorry, that was interesting. That Batman always has that trope. Because in Batman Begins, they use that, but it's only in the first 15 minutes. Like that he is, his villain that he's chasing, the person that killed the dad, oh, that, that story is, is, uh, is used, like that same, sorry, that same idea is used, but it's not the whole movie. Yeah. Like they actually still reference that idea, but he's not Batman yet. Yeah. That, oh, yeah, that's true. That's pretty yeah. great. Uh, the Glacier fight's amazing. Sorry. <laughs> Just <laughs> moving forward. Uh, I tried to keep track of every time Liam Neeson references a movie Taken. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and there is the line, my wife was taken from me. Oh, and uh, and, and oh, yeah. the three of us all kind of lost it a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty great. Like, oh, this is the greatest, most annoying thing there is. Uh, obviously, before that movie came out, uh, <laughs> my wife was taken from me. Um... Yes, uh, the glacier fight. It's on a. It's actually on a glacier in Iceland, and we noticed a uh, a coffee mug sitting in the uh, oh, in the yeah. background. Yeah. He That's brought strange. a cup of coffee and yeah. had to put it down to kick his ass. <laughs> that is great. I don't it's like. I don't, like <laughs> I don't like pointing out mistakes because that's. That can be just a waste of time in movies, but that one was hilarious. But I don't yeah. know if it was a mistake because it looked like. Oh no! It was like an old. Yeah. It was like a wood like coffee mug. Yeah. yeah. Like something that ninjas would drink out. Of. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was, and I love that it was there. That's really awesome. Like uh, we're gonna hike to this glacier. I like to think of the exposition for that. Where are we going today? Uh, well, we're gonna go to the. Where are we going, Razal? Yeah, it wasn't even a travel mug, also. <laughs> oh, he just held and he that. He hiked shit. all the way down there. Oh, we're gonna go up to the top of this glacier. It's Probably cool. Had we're gonna thermos. Go. We didn't see. Oh, thermos was off camera. Okay, anyway. Yeah. Uh, uh, yes, yeah. we can. We can move forward. The first one. I mean, yeah. So I think we were all surprised. I think we'll come back to the first one a little bit. Yeah. Because I was totally surprised at how, and a lot of it was little stuff like like dialogue. Because again, seeing Batman Begins the first time, I was like, whoa. This is different than all the other superhero movies. Ever seen. Well, it's different than the Batman's because we, we the only thing we had was Arnold Schwarzenegger, Jim Carrey. Oh, that was the last time we saw him. Yeah, yeah, which is crazy. And also, so bad. Are, are those movies even like in circulation? Uh, all four of them. All four of the or the first four are on uh, HBO. Are Go they really? Right now? Yeah. Oh, we should. They're on HBO. We should watch right those too. Oh, let's watch all four of the original Batman. right now. No, let's hit pause really fast. <laughs> no, uh, I, I tried to show them to Bridget the other day, and she made it through the first one. She made it through a second of the Penguin of Danny DeVito and, and was a little freaked out by him. Yeah. It's hard. He's disgusting. He was gross in that movie. So good. Uh, all and, the black shit. Yeah. And the juxtaposition, though. Michelle Pfeiffer in a cat suit. Yeah. Well, I could watch that all day. Yeah, she's good. <laughs> That'd be all right. But, uh, and then it just goes to shit. Uh, it's pretty bad. Yeah. The 
Val Kilmer, George Clooney uh, situation. The is. worst we talked about this when we were watching, but the worst is if you want a like a microcosm of of the difference between the the middle era Batman movies and the Nolan Batman movies, the Batmobile. One, oh, totally. one is like a very highly functional Tank. Uh, military vehicle that totally makes sense and you believe everything it does. The other one is like, it has those fucking fins on it that every time he goes over a pothole, they like flap around and shit. And you're like, there's no fucking way it's, that thing does anything. It's also a stretch limo. Yeah. So it, And it's three inches it's off the a, ground. I mean, it's just yeah. that. It's like... <laughs> Wouldn't you love to see him like high side it? Yeah. <laughs> somebody get out! Somebody help me! Somebody help me move this! So, but anyway, so when you, when I saw the first bat, the first Nolan Batman, Batman Begins, I was like, "Well, this is different. This is so cool." And then the second one came out, and it was like, "Oh, this is." I mean, there was a period in my life, actually, maybe still is. I'm in it. Uh, that's my favorite movie. I mean, I fucking think that movie is brilliant. And going back and watching the first one for the first time in a long time, I was like, oh, this one is a little goofy. It has some goofiness, but it's all, like, little shit. It's all, like, dialogue and yeah. just, like, really comic booky in the way the sec- the last two are not. It reminds yeah. me of, like, bad uh, studio notes. Yeah. Yeah. It, was, it, it, it reminded me of, like, he didn't have the power to say no. Right. Like, look, look, guy looks in his coffee and wonders, Wow. What's in my coffee? What's in my coffee? Because he sees the Batmobile go by, (laughs) right? Or the you know they're they're cops through the whole thing, and and Batman begins. The police are constantly. He's on the roof. He's jumping across rooftops. The cops are just fucking idiot. They're all Kevin James. (laughs) All the cops are Kevin James in the first Batman. Yeah, yeah. Um, And then when they you know, and obviously the the thing that we were cracking up about at the end of when they're going on the train. And the train. If that thing gets all the way oh. to the center of Gotham, the whole it's gonna blow up all the water. Like and you're just like Jesus, man. And every time they would cut back to it's that three guy, times. three times. Is it three times? Yeah, they she, cut back I was to just him. like, he would say another thing, and it's the same. And then you would just there would be a shot of the water main lighting up, uh, turning red. Yeah, I'm like, really? The it turns red. Before software before was like, who built that software? It's like, it's like, no, it's gonna show up red if, if you know, yeah, it's if, about to blow if, up. Yeah, if all the water gets vaporized because of this like weapon that nobody knows. Yeah, and this thing will turn red. And then, well, and then even when when the train falls over, when it doesn't hit the water main, is it? He says something along the lines of like, "We're saved." Well, he no, yeah, he, yeah. he he almost he leans back. Oh, he's like, he's like, oh, relief. oh, relief. And I'm like, you do not represent me, man. Just- <laughs> <laughs> that was, that's what it was. That's the yeah. the other fifty percent of the audience. So the first yeah. one is a lot of shit like that. Yeah, yeah, which is like totally fine. Yeah, and also we're not the kind of people like that nitpicky. Sh- I mean, no, I don't want to no. do that. But well, except for when. Uh, when they when uh, Ra's al Ghul drugs Batman for the first time and he's got to experience fear or not first time but second time or whenever and he opens up the box the wooden box and it's full of bats. Oh yeah. <laughs> My instant reaction was, how long have those bats been in that box? Yeah. And how yeah. what was it like getting them in? The yeah. Box? How, how did you do that? First of all, right. So I guess the we, Himalayan bats. Is that, that what it was? <laughs> if you like, can't help but think about this stuff, maybe it's a problem. Yeah. Oh yeah, that one. Yeah. Well, maybe because I've seen the movie too many times. Right. But juxtapose yeah. the second one, which has oh. like zero of that shit. No. The Dark Knight has no fat. In my mind, there's one, one, one bit in the in the like fantastic action scene with the truck flipping over the mid middle yeah. action scene where they where catch you the think Joker. It be the end of the movie yeah, like, and um, <laughs> you're like, oh, it's been a plan the whole time. The um, they have an actor named Nikki Cat. Oh, 
who oh. I think because you can't see Jim Gordon's face when he's driving the truck, right? You don't yeah, know that it's Commissioner Gordon, but he they have a guy next to him. He's like, I hope you got some moves, pal. And through that whole action scene, he's doing the same thing. He's like, you know, he's like, oh, there it is, air cab. The helicopters show yeah, up, yeah, yeah. and then the helicopter gets taken down. Oh, that's not good. That's not good. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, man. Like, I get uh, it. You're that. But those are the only. But you're right. Yes, those are really the only bits in that that are like. Yeah. I, what is the usefulness of that? Is it is it just because Jim Gordon is he's hidden? He's the driver. I'm wondering. So is it like they keep wanting to pull you back to that I truck? I think maybe because maybe. otherwise it feels like a trick, right? If Jim Gordon is still alive, or if he, not if he's still alive, if he all of a sudden was the guy, yeah. we never were in the cab. It's just poorly done. It just feels like a trick. Yeah, like yeah, that, yeah. Fuck yeah. That. that makes but sense. But because that guy's on screen so much, he can't talk. Because he doesn't know. Yeah. He doesn't Gordon even know. Talk. We're yeah. like, that's just, that, that. all that is is for the person that rewinds and goes, did that guy know? Obviously he didn't know. No. And, like that, and that's just like kind of a sad... <laughs> That's the trick. That was the part know, that the is a sad are trick. So fucking dumb. Well, there's some, there's sometimes that, yeah. where it's funny, where in in Dark Knight, where the old guy and the young cop, the old cop and the young cop, when he says you're about to see you're you're in for a show or something oh, yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. That's in the last one. Oh, oh, it's, sorry, it is. Yeah, that is great for me because that's making fun of the dumb cops from like the dumb cop trope. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, like yeah. pointing that, that out. Well, and that's also awesome because that's like we haven't seen Batman yet in that movie. Totally. And <clears throat> you are at a Batman movie. And yeah. Like in the beginning of it, he's like sad and limping around, and you're like, "Fuck! I didn't. I thought I thought this would be better." And a glued-on goatee. And then like when he comes back, <laughs> it is. Is that? I, I, I think he has gross facial hair. Go I think look, Christian Bale grows, no, no, gross no. facial go hair. Go look at that. Go. There's another movie where he has gross facial hair. <laughs> True. But go look at that Somewhere one. Living. Go look at that one again. <laughs> it's weird. And tell yeah. me that it's not it's about the fall off <laughs> the whole yeah. time. Um, okay. Sorry. Dark Knight. Amazing. Uh, Jokers. There's been two Jokers in film. Mm-hmm. Uh, go ahead. <laughs> no, uh, uh, oh, no, there have been three now. Suicide Squad. Oh, the, that's right. That's right. Oh, bullshit. That, I don't that. count that. That's awful. That's um, uh, the Jack Nicholson go- Joker still holds up to me. Yeah, big time. Just because he's who he is. And you can't, like, you can't erase that out of the character, which is so great. And he is... Sorry. Correct me if I'm wrong. Because I'm still confused. Because I don't, I don't care. But I do care. Uh, when... The Batman Joker, as in Batman Michael Keaton Joker, gets the surgery, quote unquote. He's getting the makeup implanted. Or is he, because does he cover up the white makeup or the, does he cover up his white face with uh, skin color? I think the idea is that he is, he's permanently dyed that shade now. And, um, so I think, I think the surgery is like trying to fix his, it's essentially just trying to fix his mouth. Yeah, and so the surgery that he gets is like he's got the perma smile. There's nothing he can do. Nerve damage. Yes. He's stuck, and so that's you know. So is the new one? Is he the same? Is his face painted, or is he not? Does he paint his face? I think he paints his face. So it's the opposite. Yeah, I love that it's flipped. Yeah, and that's what I thought. I love the inversion. Mm-hmm. If we're gonna reboot something, just change it just enough. Yeah. But uh, Heath Ledger is actually scary. Yeah, he's terrifying. And he's got something so that the other Joker didn't really have, or, you know, and that I don't really think of. That when, I, when you think of the Joker, you don't think of him having this, but Heath Ledger had, they established a physical presence with him mm-hmm. that is terrifying. Now, you don't see it right off because he's like 
sort of casually shooting the other robber and, and whatever, or the other robbers in the in the, in the opening scene. Um, but when he goes to uh, the secret daytime meeting of all of the mob bosses, and um, he goes to this thing, and he establishes like, no, he's not going to take any shit, and he stabs a guy with a pencil like through his eyeball. Yeah, and as a like imagine, yeah, as a punchline. I'm like, yeah. oh. Holy shit! Like he has a physical presence that wasn't that wasn't there with Nicholson or any other iteration. That I, I'm like, it's not something you think of when you think of the Joker. No, somebody who can brawl. And so there, oh. like later, it's really really smart though, because later, when he goads the cop into being, you know, when he says like, "How many of your friends did I kill?" Yeah, and all that, and the cop is sitting there like not taking the bait, not taking the bait, and then you see the cop about to take the bait. You don't have to see him overpower this cop. You just know that he can do it, and the next thing you see is him like with a you know a shard of glass to the cop's ne- neck, yeah. and you're like, whoa. And the thing that's terrifying about that, about like his physical presence, is so Batman, like we said, like has these fucking rules. So if you get in a fight with Batman, you know he's not gonna like kick you in the dick. He's not gonna pinch you. He's not gonna pull your hair because he's Batman. Joker in this movie is terrifying because he'll fucking do, do everything. I'll do all of that shit because yeah. he just wants to win, you know. Yeah, and make you hurt, and that's like so scary. Like no rules in that whole movie. I mean, that's the chaos thing, I guess. Yeah, is mm-hmm. whatever it takes. You know? Well, and the chaos thing for me is that you still never know why. Right. The oh, entire time you never know. Why is the Joker doing this? It's the best. What is his actual story? He tells his. He. I love that he tells his. Backstory, his 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 origin story four times. Yeah, and it's always different. It's great, and it's always somebody he loves cutting him in the face. Yeah, or him cutting himself. Well, it's different. Oh, it's amazing. Like, uh, like horror and terror. Stephen King said that a horror, you you know what it is. There's a monster in the darkness somewhere. You know what you've seen the monster. You know what it's like. That's very scary. Terror is the door creaks. And you don't know why. Oh, it's good. And that's that's what the Joker is, and that's why it's so, like the ambiguity of his uh, evil is what makes that movie. Other than the fact that Heath Ledger is fucking unbelievably scary and haunting in it. Yeah, yeah. it's like the best villain. Have you guys ever life. seen them Funny Games? Yes. So that's it's the same. They well, we were just talking, I haven't seen it. Oh, it's it's one of the scariest movies that's yeah. been out. It's awful. It's it it's a different version of the Home Invasion. Movie, all oh, those stress and me out it's so like it's oh, this would freak you so out because these has these guys have total control over not just what's going on in the film but fourth wall. Yeah, they break it and they can just control the movie. That's, that's horrible. And I like and that's one of the one like I am actually more scared of the remake. Yeah, that because yeah. it's word for word. Shot mm-hmm. for shot. Oh, is it a German movie or something? It's a yeah. German movie, then it was made. It was remade by the same director yeah. with different, you know, with, with Naomi Watts. Tim, Tim yeah. Roth. Right. And Naomi Watts is so, so good. And Michael Pitt is the uh, the main killer guy. Yes. And um, he, But he, during that thing, he does the same thing that the Joker does, which is um, she asks, you know, the, the horror movie trope, like, why are you doing this? And he sits down and he gives her three versions in one monologue of like his, basically what the yeah. Joker does over the course of the movie. He does in one monologue, which is really, really great. And that that does. It makes it really terrifying. You're like, I don't know why is this, why this guy is so unhinged. Well, because there's no way to fix it. Yeah. There's no way done. to fight him if you don't know why. Right. Nope. He just does what he does. He's, you know. 
Uh, I'm going to rewind two seconds to the most amazing, uh, most amazing, most amazing single push-up in history, which is, oh. in the first, which is in the first movie. Sorry. Should we all try to do it? That's the way he wakes up. Oh, where he wakes up and just goes up on his tiptoes and falls to the floor, but catches himself with a push-up and starts doing like many push-ups. So awesome. Yeah. After, after chugging, gulping down <laughs> superfood, which... <laughs> If you could imagine if you did that and you fell down forward, all of that would immediately come up. Oh, yeah. In the right. middle of your push up, yeah. So, okay. So, we've established he's amazing. Yeah. Keith Ledger is ripped for these movies. Dude. I mean, the Machinist was his movie before that. Yeah. No, not what? Heath Ledger. No. Christian Bale. I mean, Christian Bale. Shit, sorry. Yes, The Machinist. He weighed like 80 pounds in that movie. Yeah. And then he shows up for Batman. Oh, and he's, he's got a beast. Like, the perfect body. <laughs> I'm sorry. That is a highly functional looking body. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know? He's doing fine. Like he's an ant. He's doing like fine. He can lift 12 times his own body weight. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes, this is true. It's proven. It's Except fine. for when the beam falls on him. Yeah, in... single eye beam. It's just like... <laughs> can't handle the flaming beam. Yeah, but then, then all he needs is a little rasin from Alfred. And then he <laughs> no problem. What's the point of doing all those push-ups if yeah. you can't? Okay. Um, okay, so the comparison of the Joker is so, so, so great. Uh, I I uh, they're just different. Like there's mm. no for me there's no better. Like the Nicholson Joker so awesome. I, I don't think it's just because I was a kid. Yeah. Because I've rewatched it and been like, oh he act he like acted the shit out of that. Yeah. And really did it well. Um and I like Keaton as well because of the juxtaposition between those two. I would the say, the crazy compared to the like neurotic calm. I would say um <clears throat> I disagree. I think Heath Ledger's, and there's no point in saying this other than that. No, like, I th- feel like we should have an argument <laughs> on this podcast. Well, <laughs> if you're gonna say he's better, then that's, I think Heath Ledger's better. Well, then that's just that's just great. Yeah, to actually improve upon a character in a reboot, exactly, is is amazing. And I don't think the Heath Ledger one would probably be possible without uh, the first one. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think uh, I mean the the Heath like when I saw that movie. For the first time, I could not stop thinking about Heath Ledger's performance, the Joker, for like a week. Yeah. Like, I just, like, you're sitting at a stoplight so, and you're like, oh. Kind of like like when Trump got elected. The next day, you're like, whoa, that happened. Heath Ledger, same thing. I was like, whoa, that was fucking crazy. Yeah. He was crazy. And then, of course, maybe part of that was his death and everything. That certainly added to the mystique of that performance but holy shit man when he's when he's filming the cop tied up you know that he's the camcorder mm-hmm. footage that he sends to the news yeah that's terrifying and when he says look at me and he's got this oh, like, changes oh. roar in his voice so good yeah that's awful it's real. he um i um so we talked about this while we're doing because we'd all seen the movie before and so while we're watching again and I hadn't really, you know, I've always, I've watched it, in, you know, it's been in the background or something, I'm cleaning house or doing some work or whatever. But um, this is the first time, like, sitting down, in a, in a long time, like, sitting down and watching it and just, like, sitting there with it, which is great, which is what a movie theater, you know. Yeah, forces you. Yeah, which, thank you, Roxy. Yeah, thank Which you, is awesome. Yes, thank you. Um, but while we're sitting there, though, it made me realize, I'm like, okay, so at this point in time, you can't think about these movies too, too deeply you know, in terms of uh, in terms of what other characters are doing, because you know, while we're sitting there um, watching 
Harvey Dent to like tell the world that he is Batman. You know, like so right now the Joker is what is he doing? He's getting he's getting like well he's acquiring a bazooka and he's getting a truck that says like laughter is the best medicine yeah. but slaughter. And then he's also is he putting a cell phone in a fat guy right now? Yeah. Is that what he's up to? Yeah. Like when did he do that? It was during the day. It had to be. Yeah. Like, he really thought ahead on that, you know. And I'm like, did he get all that done in that morning? Yeah. <laughs> like, well, that's and that's the same to allude to the to Bane. Like these plans are so convoluted. Yeah. And so thirty steps ahead that uh, yeah, if you think too hard, it's not believable. Yeah. And so I think you know, I don't, I don't need to. I don't need you know. You're just sort of watching it for the entertainment value, and it's fun. Yeah. But that did pop into my that one thing. I was like, wait, so right now. There's like, there's a henchman with a cell phone in his stomach. How long has he been like that? It's like this weird that that thought like kept creeping into my the brain. The guy that plays that character really annoys me. Oh, he also, was awful. That's probably the worst part of the movie. Oh, he turned yeah. him on too hard. He's so bad. Yeah, he just hammed it up. Having a cell phone in his stomach. <laughs> he did yeah. not. Oh, it's the yeah. the the, the he, he told me the bad man the bad man told me the voices would go away yeah. something like that. I said I thought he was at the time I thought he was like a comedian or something. I was like, who's this? What is? What's going on? Yeah, no, it's he's really he's, he does not he's, fit. He's bad. Yeah. Uh, but still, I because I agree with you all that stuff. But it, it, to me, it's also sort of akin to, like, one thing I think about when I watch that movie is, like, does he, like, eat? Like, does he, like, make scrambled eggs? Oh, yeah, what is the does Joker he, like, go, Does he, like, go buy a bag of chips? I think he just invades cocktail parties and, like, like gets know. shrimp yeah, yeah. from random people. Oh, you know, like, how, what is yeah. that like? Like, how does yeah. a grocery shop? Yeah. And then, but when you start thinking about that shit, it, like, kind of... The thing that's awesome about it is you fucking don't know with this yeah. guy. Yeah. Like, they've explained so little about him that it's easier. Yeah, it's easier to rate. Yeah, you know for I mean? sure. For uh, sure. I think that's why, too, because he's such, um, you know, what he calls himself, an agent of chaos. He's such an absolute, like, avatar of chaos that you're like, okay, I buy it. Whatever he's doing, right. he, he's insane. He's mad. And that's why I think people nitpicked on Bane and The Dark Knight Rises because you're like, he's not. He had to have had these plans. When did he do this? And you start really thinking about it. Like, whatever, it's a Batman villain. Yeah. It can be convoluted and insane. Um, so the, the reason I brought this up, though, because I was wanting to think, I love the uh, the Batpod, um, the, the you motorcycle, know, motorcycle. <laughs> but I was curious about, is that in the original plans from the bridge jumping tank, or did they? when did they make that? That when, was my... Oh. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> also, yeah, I mean, if he had that in the first movie, he would Although, yeah. can you only use it if it, it maybe, maybe you can't undo that. Yeah, oh, no, yeah, no. You no, know? that's the escape It's pod. before yeah, self-destruction. Yeah. Uh, so that's the answer to your it question. Only annoys it's me. always been there. <laughs> yeah. It only annoys me when he, there's a part uh, where he rides up onto the sidewalk and rides up onto the building. The building and it turns around. Yeah, and he turns around. Like, that's where it becomes not a movie, but a comic book movie. That's mm-hmm. where there's, I mean, not, that's not the first moment in this movie, but that's the moment where I'm like, oh. It can just be a motorcycle. Yeah. It doesn't have to be. And when the wheels spin up perpendicular when he's uh, in a skid, I'm always like, okay, well, yeah, well, we don't have to do that. Because then when he doesn't kill the Joker, he barely crashes into the semi and falls off. Oh, yeah. Why didn't the wheels spin? <laughs> why, why wasn't it awesome right then as opposed to the three other times where... It's acrobatic as fuck. Yeah, that's a, that's interesting. Yeah. Also, like because he is the opposite of the Joker, Batman, uh, and we have seen the thing that's so cool about those movies, 
is, is aside from how the fuck they got contractors to build the Batcave, uh, everything... <laughs> it's a lot of cement. Everything yeah. is explained. We get. We know how he has gadgets. We know why he's badass martial arts guy. Oh, Morgan yeah. Freeman. You know? So, so, like, all that stuff is explained, in my knowledge, for, like, the first time in a satisfying way. True. Yeah, uh, true. So then when it's like, oh, he's never been on this fucking motorcycle before, we know that. Oh, how did he know it could, like... Turn 180 degrees. Yeah. yeah. When did like, he try but I think that's, I think that's why. It does such a good job of explaining <laughs> everything else that, you you know, when it doesn't, you're like, it, that's. I think that's why it's easier to nitpick. And it's not bad, know? but it's just yeah. like, you're so good at all this other shit. What yeah. the fuck's with like, this that's your, that's your hole that you're leaving? Yeah. It's yeah. fine, and it's and it's totally fine. Um, I think, uh, to sort of sum up in terms of uh, The Dark Knight, I think that the... Um, I'm such a pessimist that I... I think I said this in the theater while we were sitting there, but I think I believe that the Joker's plan would have worked. I yeah. think one somebody would have pushed a button, and especially that it happened that we watched the these experience. films the day after Election Day. I was like, oh yeah, no, some asshole would be like, fuck it, blow up Click. those prisoners, yeah. you know? Because his big plan was like, you know, there are two ferries; they each have a bomb on the ferry, and the other people can blow up the other ferry, or they both blow up at midnight. So it's up to them who's gonna, and you know. Batman's faith in humanity wins out. People, you know, whatever. Uh, Debo from Friday throws his detonator out of the window, and uh, or the president from Fifth Element, whatever you want. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. totally. Oh shit, totally. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes. And so he throws the detonator out of the window, and 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 I was sitting there, sort of coughing, going like bullshit, bullshit. But I'm a pessimist by nature. I'm skeptic, yeah. and I don't really believe in the goodness of humanity generally and so i was like you know i think just because people are fearful little weirdos but that's the point of the movie and you know as a hero you have to believe in that sort of better side of humanity and that i think that was done really really well and it was such a great little joker thing the last stab of like yeah okay i won this one but harvey dent's off somewhere and he's insane right and i did that and you're like oh it was such an ugly ugly feeling and you're like oh man and he kidnap Gordon's kids and that those three you know those those three characters having their little you know outside of Batman's growly voice which he started doing in the second movie um, to whether, everybody yeah, I mean, or whether or not there's another character in the scene <laughs> yeah whether he's just he talking might be, he might be doing yeah. it alone <laughs> um, the, those three characters of, of Harvey Dent and Commissioner Gordon and Batman sitting there together you know the, their moments Taylor I really really like because you have three very powerful guys and they all have sort of different agendas, but in terms of, you know, their selves, but they all sort of believe in this, like, they're good people. And to see one of them go down was, I thought, really, really tragic and really, really well done. It's great, uh, too, because they, they pose him as a hero, but he has the coin that mm-hmm. you know is inherently evil. And it's he rigged. Used, it's rigged. rigged. Yeah, yeah. And he uses the coin for good. But eventually we'll use the coin for bad. And that's a great moment to realize when he turns evil is like, not that you don't see it when half of his face is gone mm-hmm. and, and he's got the most amazing CGI job oh, in history of like makeup. Yeah. But when, when he takes the coin off the table and part of it's black, it's great. Like it's not just the Citizen Kane half light face, half dark face. He's got the coin that's half light, half dark. Mm. And, and he's going to start using the coin for evil. I love that. Yeah. Um, because they didn't have to use any exposition for him turning evil. There's nobody that says, oh, looks like Harvey Dent's evil now. There's literal, it's just in the storytelling is so well done. Yeah. 
I also the 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 like holy trinity of Dent, uh, Gordon, and Batman. I really like because especially in the second one, uh, with Joker as their adversary, uh, all those dudes only exist before Dent becomes Two Face. Only exist in opposition to uh, something else. So, like, they define their lives on their being bad guys. Yeah. The bad guys do not define their lives on their being good guys. They want to make money or cause chaos or whatever. So you have three dudes who, at the end of the day, like, kind of have, like, a pretty dangerous way of self-identifying. Where, unless they're at war, uh, like, look at what happens to Bruce Wayne when he stops being Batman. He, like, watches Netflix and <laughs> shoots his bow and arrow in, in, the, house. in the house. At someone. At someone, you right. know? Uh, and I think that's really interesting. Like, that's one of the things that makes it good, that makes the movie so compelling to me is, like, all the good characters are pretty fucked up Yeah. at the end of the day. And the, the, the dude who actually, like, is the easiest to understand in the second one is kind of Joker. Because mm-hmm. when he says he's doing it just to fucking do it, you... Believe him. Like, mm-hmm. that's the best reason to do anything in that movie. Yeah. You know? The movie ends with the hero running away from the cops. You know? Yeah. So, like, where does that get you? He's a vigilante. So, anyway. Should we move on to the third one? Well, what yeah. we should do... Yeah. We, have to, we have to... We're going to finish this episode. Oh, and then we'll take a break? We're going to take a smart and break. talk about that fucking long third one? And then maybe in a, in a week or so you guys can hear about the next movie. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, the one thing I'll finish with for this movie is uh, I'm a huge James Bond fan. There are three direct, like it's got it's for me it's it's direct homages to James Bond. The Skyhook is from Doctor No. Uh, the shoe knife that the Joker has is from From Russia with Love. Like you can't like that's not in any other movie where you have a shoe that you press the other shoe together with and a knife comes out of the toe. That's literally from that movie. And Christopher Nolan, British dude, obviously grew up with Bonds. And then there's the bullet analyzation, which is Bond and Mission Impossible, which led me down a rabbit hole online of people com- saying that is Batman the new James Bond? <laughs> like is <laughs> or is this the James Bond of Batman movies? And I think it is the one where he's the most detective-like as well. Like he's yeah. the most like investigative. Uh, which I enjoy that. Like that's a different side than just the Batman who shoots gadgets at people or is constantly hitting people with his forearm. How many times does he use his forearm? Well, because it's got fucking <laughs> it's got stuff in it. Yeah, blades on it. All right, so we will. We'll, we're going to come back in a, in a week, and we're going to talk about the most amazing villain ever for me. Oh yeah, like Talia Al Ghul. Oh. No. <laughs> uh, also amazing. Okay, uh, this is uh, Jamie and Travis present. Thanks, guys. <laughs>